Hello and welcome to the Improvising Life podcast where we explore how life can be more livable. This is Lori Robin, your host, and today's episode is part two of a six-part series going through the tools of improvising. And today we are going to be exploring, if so, what else? If our last episode was yes ending, what else could be true? That I totally skipped over the context of what this series is about. (laughs) So I really wanted to be able to provide a foundation that felt really sturdy. So that way these, um, the series, these six episodes will be shorter episodes that sort of introduce the tools of improvising. So that way later on, when the episodes are much more interactive and there's guests on, if things are referred to and you have questions about what that would mean, so if you heard, if so, what else, and you're not sure what I would mean, you'd be able to go back to this episode and get sort of a, a cheat sheet, so to speak, and sort of a, a sort of fast, digestible little nugget. So that is what we're exploring Um And so if that's true, what else is true is that I also realized that in my intro, uh, explaining that's not what it is, introducing myself as Lori Robin. Lori is my first name. Robin is my middle name. But the podcast graphic and how else I'm being presented is Lori Crawford and Crawford's my last name. And so I just want to... (laughs) If so, what else? This moment with you of sharing that I'm in the space of Lori Robin feels really easy to say because uh, a few years ago I started, uh, when I started my business, I started introducing myself as my first and middle name because I feel like it's the energy that I am and it is really how I express myself. Um, And as a child, I really didn't like my name. Um, I thought it was weird or boring, but the actual symbolic meaning of my names, I actually really enjoy. And so just sharing out for any confusion that my name is Lori Robin, my name is also Lori Crawford, and so I might be using those interchangeably, and I'm okay with that, and I invite you to be okay with that, Um, but I just wanted to name and call out in case there was any confusion that we can clarify that together. So (laughs) we are humaning, we're already doing it, everybody. So while we're going to be going through these six episodes as um, accumulation, right? So be going from tool one through tool six. Um, I find it helpful to sort of introduce them to people in this sequence, but they don't have to be used in this order exclusively, right? They can be building blocks so that way you can have a really in-depth approach of relating with something as it's happening, of, you know, really improvising through potentially really tricky situations or even ones that feel more lighthearted or minor, but you actually want to be able to feel like you can experience the full experience. But they're totally capable and encouraged to be used individually. So you might end up really relating with and resonating with just one of them. And that can be your go-to because each tool, I mean, I call them tools because I'm hoping that they can be experienced as a literal tool in your toolkit, right? So as you're humaning, as you're adulting, as you're living life, that that's something that you can lean into. So full permission, in case I don't mention in other episodes, to have a favorite, to have one that feels most natural to you, and to perhaps also challenge yourself to experiment with one that feels like it could be the most frustrating to use or the one that is the the least fluid, because it's going to, again, equip you with something that you may not feel equipped with or shift your awareness to something you haven't considered 
And that really, again, is another way that you um, can access life as something that's more livable and also just be like, whoa, I just got through today. I did that. Kudos. So we're going to imagine that we just bought a whole bunch of groceries. We get home and we're putting them away. And we're like, whoa, this is going to be so exciting. I get to make this meal. And you're noticing, well, wait, where's that one ingredient? The one that I really, really need. And then you realize you might have left a bag at the store. And if you're like me, you went grocery shopping right before the store closed. Because what is adulting during daytime? I don't know what that is. So suddenly, what do you do? You might start yes-anding. Yes, I'm so frustrated and I still have to make dinner. And if that's true, what else is true? Let's see, I have all these other ingredients. Is there something that's a close swap out? So okay, I left the cream cheese, but I have some ricotta. Could that be a swap out? If I still wanted to make a pasta dish and I don't have any other cheese alternative, are there more vegetables that I can put in? What else is true? Oh, I can look up a recipe. Maybe I didn't intend on using it, right? These are all different ways that we can practice. If so, what else? Well, what just happened? We were transported to some mythical time where no one has ever experienced that, right? Realizing you left shit at the grocery store. (laughs) So we just went through one example of how we might be in this moment of like, ah, something needs to shift I still have this need what do I do and that's really the spirit of if so what else and again it creates a second layer of room to have that relationship with life as it's lifing so the if so part is this idea of if what we're yes anding is happening and perhaps we're able to identify a need if that's true what else might be true in that situation so oftentimes something will happen let's say you realize you don't have everything for dinner What else is true? You might have experienced that before, and there might be some big feelings and frustration or emotions that come up. It might be really natural for us to feel like we have to blame someone. Why didn't the cashier remind me to grab my bags? Why didn't I check five times? And that can really take a lot of our energy and put us in this place of feeling like shift is no longer possible. But what else might be true, right? It's that curiosity. It opens a door. Is there another swap or substitution? Is there actually a whole other meal that I could make that I have the ingredients for? And perhaps tomorrow I can call the grocery store or show up and be like, hey, I sort of left my bag at this time. Here's my receipt. I'm sure you found the bag somewhere. You know, can I get these items again? You know, it suddenly allows us to not only open up to the reality that we've had these relationships or these moments that may have happened in, in similar enough ways to identify them in the past, but also be in this place of, I'd like to be able to navigate it in another way. And so for me, this step or this tool can be the place of really flexing a muscle that reminds me that there are going to be themes in life that come up repeatedly And also, I don't always have to have the same reaction. And so when we're thinking about these tools potentially building on each other, for me, it's almost like, can I be in a season of practicing yes-anding enough 
So then that way, when I start to be able to name my feelings or notice what I'm feeling in my body, oh, I have a tightness in my chest, that must mean that I'm holding in something or, oh, my throat's cracking. You know, once I start getting what I consider like a self-literacy sort of redeveloped, how can that carry me through the next things, right? And so for me, when we're thinking about access to choice, some of the, the different choices that become available when I'm in this place of if so, what elseing helps me consider things that I may not have considered. So when we're in this place of life being more livable, right? Can there be room to consider that some of the things we might have been focusing on are out of our control? We may not have realized that because we're told to adult and do all the right things and be excellent all the time and don't show weakness, you know. But it's just something else that we can consider like the whole fucking point of being human is that we're going to have experiences we're going to emote we're going to need support community is so important right all these other things become possible and sometimes just imagining that something else is possible really the what else part of this allows her to be a next step and i'm an advocate for next steps being plenty of a resource so to speak what i mean by that is We're often told to have this whole plan and we stick to it and nothing changes, but that rigidity can make the things that sort of shock us out of autopilot so aggressive feeling and and feel so violent to our systems. You know, and understandably so, it's, it's asking us to have a relationship that we weren't just having. It's asking us to give out energy when we were already depleted to begin with. Right, But in that, that sort of door opening and suddenly having so many other things to consider, one of them might just feel like, oh, that's the next thing. You know, so maybe in that dinner scenario, you're like, you know what, screw it. I'm not even making the choice. My 10-year-old is here. I'm going to ask them, hey, buddy, do you want this or that? And that might be a radical practice for you. You might have not been able to access a moment where sharing that decision-making felt accessible, right? Perhaps you haven't asked them. You thought you had to make all of the decisions, And what else might lead to offloading some of that pressure and also normalizing, and if we think about modeling and relationships, normalizing that receiving support is something that is natural and and really healthy for us throughout our whole life, right? Uh, I really like to challenge this idea that the point of growing up is to suddenly know it all and you're suddenly self-sufficient forever. You know, like that's so dehumanizing and also just bullshit. That's not how the world works. No one person can be an expert of all things always, and it's really unkind to expect that of ourselves. So even if you're, you know, our takeaway in a moment when we're if so, what else is just considering, I don't know what to do. I need support here. Fuck it. We're having breakfast for dinner because I have pancake mix and bacon, you know? (laughs) Again, that suddenly is making that moment in life that much more livable because we're shifting from this place of having to control everything to actually connecting. And something I call the control to connection pivot. We're suddenly connecting to what feels like the next step. What could be a possibility? What's something that could be a first step? It doesn't matter that there could be 9,000 steps, you know. And we'll, we'll talk about that the next episode of when how there can be so many things. But what if there's just the next one? It's literally almost like 
in movies when someone's in quicksand, you know, and everyone's like, relax, relax, it'll be fine. And you're like, how the fuck am I going to relax when quicksand, right? But then someone who's like, oh, telling someone to relax isn't actually helpful. That can be more problematic. I have this ladder. Let me stick out a ladder so they can hold on to the ladder. You know, it's almost that lifeline, right? So how can this week, you know, or in this time frame of when you're hearing this episode, can there be some play with if so, what else? If someone cut me off in traffic, what else might be true? You know what? They might have not seen me. That's a them thing. They might be having a bad day, and while that doesn't justify them cutting me off, I can't control what they're doing. If I just won, you know, a bonus or, you know, earned a bonus, received a bonus at work, what else might be true? Oh, I actually want to now negotiate a raise. Or if I forgot my purse and I get, you know, to the gas station, what else is true? Oh, actually, you know what? My friend lives down the street. Maybe she'll spot me, you know, at 20 and I can pay her back when I get home so I don't have to go out of my way and go back, you know. It suddenly opens up the room for almost like a pressure alleviation, but also, again, this theme of access to choice. So whatever comes up this week when you're you're really realizing, okay, this is something that I've experienced before, this is something that comes up repeatedly, this is something that maybe I feel set off or I feel sort of um, triggered with. What else is possible right now? Just what one other thing can be accessible so my experience with it doesn't have to perhaps take as much time, as much energy, doesn't have to leave the same taste in my mouth. So that way I can acknowledge that this is happening, I can honor what I'm feeling, and also it doesn't have to derail the rest of my day because there will be days in life where such big shit happens that yes, absolutely our day should be derailed. And also we don't deserve for that to be every single day when anything happens because that's just exhausting as hell and no one has capacity for that, right? Thank you for joining for episode four, which is part two of our series. We went through how the tool, if so, what else, opens up room for more possibilities. We can consider something that perhaps is a new option, a different shift from what we've been experiencing before. And it also can open up room for seeking support or connecting with ourselves or someone else more deeply. And it's in those moments where we're realizing we don't have to do everything by ourselves and that perhaps there's a different way to have our experience play out than before that life is becoming a little bit more livable. And on that note, as you go about living your life for these next few days, feel free to reach out on Instagram at improvide.with.lori or email at improvising101 at gmail.com. And as always, have a razzle-dazzle day. Remember, if that's not accessible, you can slap an F on front and have a frazzle-dazzle day.